Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. It is the Monday, May 7, 2018 Post Raw podcast. This show brought to you by FightfulSelect.com. Of course, you get all your wrestling news free over at Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. Breaking news. We had spoilers ahead of Raw tonight. Have a ton of podcasts and exclusives. But if you want a little bit more, we have a premium service, a great way to support Fightful.com. It's called FightfulSelect.com. We have Q&A shows. We have the Fightful Weekender podcast where we talk everything, non-Raw and SmackDown, New Japan, we got 205 Live, NXT, Impact, everything over there. We have members-only podcasts today uh, to make up for the one free podcast from Fightful Select that I released a month. I did an alternate commentary on Shelton Benjamin versus Shawn Michaels, the Gold Rush Tournament match from 2005. So that is up for subscribers. We also have the Raw script up for subscribers. We post that sometimes as well. Just head over to FightfulSelect.com. Take a glance at what we have to offer over there. I promise you will like it if you give it a try. And if you're if you're still on the fence, we do have a full playlist on uh, youtube.com slash Fightful of Fightful Select previews. Without further ado, I am joined by one Alex Pawlowski. Alex, I have to tell you, last night I went through this whole spiel about, you know, I love my job. It's the best job in the world. Yesterday was a tough one. Today... Mm -hmm. I've been saying this for for weeks. I think this is going to be the reset of some storylines, and I'll give Raw some credit. There were some stakes added to these matches. Yeah, unfortunately, that that those stakes were served with the side of just duty caked mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, in some instances, it's yeah. going to be a fun show for us. To oh talk. yeah, oh certainly I'll that much. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite part was how they started this whole thing. Like, well, everybody, backlash was last night, but no time to talk about that. We're moving on. To no tonight. time to grieve. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that happened last night mattered. We're moving on. The night that wrestling died, part three, just happened. They could at least give us a mourning period. Jesus, man. Yeah. So Kurt Angle comes out and says that money in the bank matches are going to kick some real butt as opposed to fake butt. 
which I would prefer because I don't like fake butts. I don't yeah. like those diaper looking asses. Yeah. Yeah. No, no fun. No fun for anybody. Kick the fake butts. Braun Strowman wants his chance at Money in the Bank, and he tells this story about how when he was little, <laughs> whenever that was, when he was a fetus, apparently. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I mean, he was so smaller than he is now. <laughs> children in his neighborhood had a treehouse, and they used a rope ladder, yada, yada. Moral of the story, he pushed down the tree. I think he just Giuliani'd himself. Did he just admit to murdering children? There's a lot. There's a lot of, there was there was a lot of uh, self owning of of violence in people's past uh, on the show tonight. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll get to some more oh, of that. But this, I, you know what? Here's what I I need on the WWE Network: story time with Braun. Yeah. Just, just just a three minutes an episode once a month where he comes out and tells a story about how he murdered some of his ch- childhood classmates. That's great. And moving on. Uh, this um, this really didn't add anything to like the whole actual storyline, but it was sure fun to you know watch him spin a yarn. Well, we it, you can see it in the archives over at fightfulpods.com. But once upon a time, we had a podcast called Story Time with JJ Dillon. You know, maybe we would still have a podcast called Story Time if we had done Story Time with Braun. Because the JJ one didn't work out. Not not really. It didn't really fit our profile, per se. But uh, I think maybe story time with Braun would. Kevin Owens isn't happy about all the handouts because he's very popular, apparently. His crowds chant his name. So then he decides to ask for a handout, which I thought was kind of funny. That's great. Uh, but he Braun, doesn't. It's not a handout if you really deserve it. That's That's his whole spiel, I think. Well, he didn't get a handout, but he did get some hands. But he doesn't care about that catchphrase. That was great. <laughs> I liked that. Uh, Owens is way wittier than Braun, but that doesn't keep him from being booked into a match and a Money in the Bank qualifier. He tells Braun to stop being a bad monster and go to the corner. I thought that was a little weird. You're a bad monster. Bad, bad monster. Um, listen, if there's anybody in WWE who's going to be the guy who says, hey, 14 months ago, I was beaten by Goldberg and I lost the Universal title because Chris Jericho distracted me. It was a crazy fluke loss. I was totally going to beat him. I had him scouted. I've never gotten a rematch. I demand a Universal title rematch that is owed to me. I'm still waiting for, for, for Kevin Owens to do that. Some people are like, well, then Finn Balor should get one too. Well, yeah, sure. He should, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't be the guy who would come out and demand it because that's in his character. Kevin Owens. Every time he doesn't do that, I feel like it belies who that guy is. Yeah. Um. But uh, hey, him coming out and demanding handouts that are owed to him when they are not deserved by other people—that's peak Kevin Owens. Guys, leave us a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe at YouTube.com/slash/fightful. We get a ref bump right out of the gate. He gets up really quickly. This was unusual i don't know i don't know what they're doing with yeah I, I'm, uh, they're giving they're giving refs character by making them screw everything up i just want to say guys the explicit tag will be on tonight uh maybe not in this match but go ahead and expect that on your itunes Strowman chases owens around the ring and uh ko tornado ddt's brawn off the barricade really cool spot owens wanted that count out bad but didn't get it 
He did get a clothesline, however, from Braun Strowman. And then we see a ring post spot, which, you know, shocker, it's a Braun match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they maybe need to take take one off. Right. Maybe maybe do a couple months without doing the ring post spot to Braun or Nia Jax. Nia Jax, who I don't even think was on the show. Braun using the choke slam works so well for him, as does Owens using the frog splash. Owens super kicks Braun and gets Braun up on the pop-up powerbomb, but then Braun lands on his feet, runs over KO about three times, power slam pin. This was a fine opener. This is fine. This is Listen, you could... If if this was not booked as the way it was, which was obvious from the get-go that Braun was winning, and this was a competitive match for some reason, um, you could convince me that Kevin Owens could find a way to win this match with with chicanery and if it was you know hitting them with stuff while the ref ref wasn't looking, a couple of frog splashes, stuff like that. I mean, he's he's absolutely the guy who's smarter to figure it out. I love that he's just begging for a count out. Uh, I think that's great. Um, this was better than it had any right to be, considering we already knew who was going to win. Now, I love that Braun is in the Money in the Bank match. I mean, I love Braun. But he's the peak version of the giant dude who you know isn't going to win, but is just there to hit guys with ladders. Um, and in Braun's case, he's probably going to like just break ladders in half and like double fist them. Like he's, he's, there's not, no telling what they could do. The spots they can come up with in six weeks for him to wreck shit is going to be amazing. However, I also feel like Kevin Owens should be in this match because he's great in ladder matches. Like yeah. he, he does amazing stuff. Like he does not care what he does to his body, which is exactly what you need in a ladder match. Like so many times he, he would do stuff in the matches that he had last year. And even since he's been on the company as a whole, I mean, not even going back all the way to Ring of Honor, but he's a guy who desperately needs to be in this match. Um, so it's kind of sad to me that he's not. Well, to be fair to to Braun, Kane won a TLC match. Undertaker has won a ladder match. Like, it's, it's not true. unheard of. John no, Cena has yeah. won a, a Money in the Bank ladder match. A lot of people didn't expect that. That's true. I'm, I'm saying that usually there's the, there's the, the much larger than everyone else guy who sure. he's just there to eat ladder spots like that. But we'll see. Um, the guys, the, the bigger dudes in the North American Championship ladder match in NXT uh, held their own quite well. So we'll see what Braun does. But I'm very excited for his part in this festivities. Roman Reigns is backstage where Mike Rome says, the big dog handled his business. They cannot think that this helps Roman Reigns. Nope. Reigns claims that WWE management is against him. They cannot believe that this helps Roman Reigns. No. But they do. He's putting destiny into his own hands. They cannot believe that this helps Roman Reigns. <laughs> they, but, they do. But they do, yeah. Any criticism WWE gets about forcing Reigns is justified. We have selfie promos from Bailey, Brizongo, Alexa Bliss, and the Ascension promoting money in the bank, as well as Natalia and Baron Corbin. These... We don't really got to talk about these. I mean, there, there's a rumor. Well, I don't want to lend credence to the rumors of uh, the additional ladder match because we don't know yet. I, I, I do um, I do like the idea of Brizongo's, um, like, we cracked the case. Like, that's that's great. Those guys are fun. Um, yeah. I, I was kind of sad to see the Ascension. Like, well, I don't get that. 
Their, their peak was what they did at the Fashion Files. Yeah, they were getting no better than that. No, that's that's what they should have. They why drop them back down to to just you know generic. We're you we used to be in a in a Slipknot cover band, and now we're wrestlers. Um, I, I they they had so much fun and nuance as as the sidekicks to the, to the Fashion Police. Why, why drop them back down into generic jobber territory if you don't have to? They could still lose matches, but at least they could be fun characters while they're doing it. Yeah, so uh, we had Baron Corbin and the Revival defeating No Way Jose and Titus Worldwide. Baron Corbin's ceiling screams like 2015 Ryback to me. Like He's not the early Ryback who had the big push and the crowd popped in Sacramento when he came out and saved Vince McMahon. Now I, I don't, he's one of those guys along with Bobby Roode. I just never see him getting above like, like ah, what he is now. Not, not much above that. He has never been over on the main roster ever. No, I mean, no, he just hasn't. And I I think I think he, I I I like him more than most people in the ring. Um, I, I like I like a lot of his spots. Um, I think he's he throws a really great stiff punch. Uh, I think some of his matches are, are worked really well, but it's just you can't get this particular guy over the way they're doing it. They could, but they're not using his like breaking ground character, which would actually work. No, really they gave well. it, they gave it to Big Cass because Big yeah. Cass is taller. Yeah, exactly. Um. Uh, here's the thing. I, I, I feel like Baron Corbin is a guy who's going to run his course in WWE. He's not that old. So if he gets cut from WWE and shows up on Impact, that's the kind of guy who would like have a, an incredible run as their heel champ in Impact. And maybe he winds up back in WWE later in his career, you know, after actually proving that he could be the guy somewhere. Um, yeah. Because – they're not going to use them. Like, they're, they're way too mid, upper mid card heavy on both. Oh yeah, he's like, one of those guys. You remember how like Tyson Kidd and Titus O'Neil and all these guys went back to NXT? Yeah, boy, you want to add a new layer to his character? Yep, throw him back in NXT, and he's just friggin' disgusted to be there. Yep, that it, would that would be great. He'd be a really great like like just. Not not a not a tweener necessarily, but just doesn't care. He has no alignments. I mean, the best thing I ever saw him do, ever on the main roster, was on an episode of Main Event where he was teaming with the Dudley Boys. This is how far back that goes. Oh wow! And the Dudley Boys were heels at the time, and he comes down and for a six man tag with who knows who the baby faces were, and and they and the Dudley Boys come down first, and he comes down behind him, and they step out a, a, a fist from to dab, and he's like, nah. He just walks past him, doesn't even look at him because yeah. he's the lone wolf. And yeah. when they try and tag him in, when they need him in there, he doesn't tag in because he doesn't want to be there. Like yeah. that's a great character for if they should have backed I mean, down to NXT. If, if he went back to NXT, imagine like what what a working with Ricochet could do for him. Somebody yeah. who he could Baron Corbin can stand there. Ricochet yeah. flip flops, flies all around. <laughs> Baron Corbin catches him with that goddamn yeah. end of days. Yeah. Well, uh, this may come as a shock to you, but no way Jose loves to have fun. Apollo Crews takes a pretty crazy bump outside when Corbin pulls down the top rope. This is after Crews gets thrown into the barricade. <clears throat> Line tag to Corbin. 
he hits into days on Jose for the win. I got to say, I am very impressed very often when guys like Jose's size take the end of days. Like, mm-hmm. kind of impressive. This was fine. Actually, for what it was, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it was not as good as this Money in the Bank qualifier where Ember Moon defeated Ruby Riot and Sasha Banks. The women have been on fire on Raw lately. Yep. Well, these women. Yes. Have been on fire on yes. Raw lately. Yes. Yeah. This, this was unbelievable. It was awesome. Like, yeah. Also, I wonder if Vince McMahon gave Ruby Riot the Trevor Murdoch, I hate your pasty white skin speech. Hmm. Did you ever hear that story? No. Trevor Murdoch and Lance Cade went to Vince McMahon and they said, what, what don't you like about us? What can we do? And Vince McMahon looked at them and he said, Lance, I hate your fake black hair. Trevor, I hate your pasty white skin. So Lance Cade went and dyed his hair and Trevor Murdoch got a tan. And it looks like Ruby Riot has done that as well. So, <laughs> and, and you know what? Now Ruby Riot's having great matches on Monday Night Raw. Go yeah. figure. Or maybe, go. maybe the SmackDown side of things don't have a tanning bed. But Possibly. the Raw side of things do, because that's a real tan. It's not the no. orange thing. No, it's not. Yeah. Well, enough tan talk here. Riot hits a combo reverse STO and a DDT that Ember Moon scorpions on. Yeah. yeah. That cell was scary. I was a little worried. No, that, well, yeah, I, I was I was too, but I've I've seen her do that in different matches. Uh I I, I feel like she takes that well. Um this was yeah, she's She's outstanding. I'm so uh, uh, happy that she's going to get a featured role here in the next six weeks um, because she's really, really great. Um, I mean, I, I was just watching like there's a one-on-one feud between her and Sasha Banks in the future that's going to tear the damn house down. Uh, looking forward to that. So Amber hits this nice float over suplex. And when I say float over suplex, I don't mean like she hit the suplex and floated over into the pin. She did like how the rock would set up the float over DDT and then moves into a suplex there. Uh, Sasha hits knees, then a tope con healer over the turnbuckle onto the riot squad. Some dickweed in the audience proposes to his uh, fiance in the middle of this match because yeah, man, Sure, dude. Riot gets a missile dropkick to the outside. You guys know how I feel about those, but it looked cool. Moon kills her with a suicide dive. Man, Ember Moon can hit a suicide oh, dive. Oh, man. Yeah, and it's a it's a low pay, too. It's between oh, yeah. the bottom and the second rope. Uh, so she's flying through there. Uh, I, 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 I love the way she hits those. I also love this head scissors whip that a lot of the women are doing where they – get an opponent between their ankles and drive them into the turnbuckle. Like I yeah. love that spot. That is so cool. Uh, if a lot of people, when, when they work in really, really hard rings for a long time, they learn how to work the corners a lot more. So, and I think a lot of the women, you know, maybe cause I mean, I would imagine that with just with the way the bodies are structured, bumping probably isn't as, you know, as natural for that, for that body style too. And they, they work out of the corners a lot more because I see way more creative corner spots from the women than I do the men. So I wonder like if there, if there's like a physical reason for that, if there's just a creative reason for that, but almost every single show, I see something out of the corner, into the corner, over the corner from these women that I've not seen, either not seen before or is just different. And I like that. I think that's pretty cool. I'd love, I need to ask around and ask some of the women, uh, about that. I'm sure they'd be happy to hear me ask anything 
that doesn't have to do with fucking Saudi Arabia for once. Yeah. Sasha goes outside in uh, with that head scissors whip. Bailey makes the save and attacks Riot Squad when they attack her. Ember Moon hits Eclipse while Banks is trying to get Riot with the bank statement. And Ember Moon wins. I needed a damp cloth for my forehead after this one. Really good, man. Yeah, this was great. This uh, th- this was a um, a really excellent finish to this match. Uh, really well planned out. Uh, when 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 Moon hit the eclipse on on Ruby, uh, <laughs> like and drove her face into her shoulder. Banks' face went into Ruby Riot's shoulder, and they both sold it so like cool. gangbusters. So cool! It was great. There was a match uh, right be- right before uh, Sonya Deville and Ruby Riot got called up um, in NXT, where they did something similar, where uh, Sonya had Ruby in the ankle lock, and um, Ember hit the the Eclipse on on Sonya. There's a really great, interesting things they can do with the Eclipse to finish a Triple Threat. They, they keep finding new ways, and I'm totally here for it. Um, if you told me to, to 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 name the top eight women on the WWE roster who I want to see in a Money in the Bank match, these three are absolutely in my top five. So I'm I want to know what they're doing with Ruby and Sasha uh, for 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 Money in the Bank. Uh, hopefully, maybe there's a like a second chance match. I don't know, but the but the other two who aren't in this match as of right now are women I want to see in the match. I have no interest in seeing Natalia in, 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 a, in, a, in another ladder match. I mean, there, there, are, other, there are women who, who might be in this match who I don't want to see as much as I want to see Sasha hitting a meteora from the, from the top of a ladder or yeah. Ruby Riot finding crazy things to do with her body off the middle, middle, middle rungs. You know, so I'm just hoping optimistic we can figure out a way of getting these other two women into the match had a promo right after with ember moon we had the spoilers over on fightful.com always check fightfulwrestling.com my friends what'd you think of this ember seemed really flustered and considering that promos were her weakness for such a yeah giant amount of her time in nxt before it seemed like she had fixed that mm-hmm. it that's that's not a good thing, but I mean, she was fresh off of a match. You can't give yeah. her that credit, at least. Yeah, I don't remember her doing a lot of fresh out of a match stuff in NXT. A lot they of didn't it was, have to exactly tape you everything. Know, everything was taped, so this is this is a new thing to figure out. Um, I I don't think I don't think as as bad as she can be in promos. Uh, after they see what she can do in the ring, anyone's gonna take that away from her. You know, she's she's so in, she's so charismatic without having to say a damn word that you can figure out ways of, of getting around that deficiency if it presents itself too much. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic for her time on the main roster. I think she can be really, really great. I think it was about a month ago. I tweeted the WWE really needs to utilize vignettes and interviews better on raw and SmackDown. I said, Mm. Mm-hmm. Tell me why Becky Lynch took years off in her mid-20s and retired. Let me know how in the hell Sheamus wrestles with spinal stenosis. Let me know about how Sonya Deville came out. I want to know why Baron Corbin is a dick. Maybe it's because he got cut from the NFL. I want to know why Mojo didn't work out in the NFL. How his friendship with Gronk developed. Sami Zayn's work outside of WWE. Or 
they could talk about Lashley's sister in a dirty rag. Yeah. No, that's that's only one of his three sisters. Because remember, there was the one sister who carried... Also, apparently, Cinderella's goddamn sisters. Yeah. Uh, there was the first sister. I remember her name. I apologize, Bobby. Uh, but I remember her because she carried a broom around with her for no apparent reason and then used to beat him up with it. That was the first one. Second one was the one who carried around the, the, the towel that then got really dirty and stinky, and she took it to, to, to school, and the bullies picked on her. So Lashley went, and he murdered the bully because he, he stuffed the towel down the bully's throat. So I'm pretty sure he suffocated the bully, and he didn't do any time for that. Nobody, There were no witnesses, so he got away with it. And then there was the third one, uh, the, the, his other Quite sister. Quite a bit on national waters. The younger, the younger, the younger <laughs> sister who gave him a scar under his eye because he pulled a prank on her. So basically what, what this whole thing was, was like, hi, I'm Bobby Lashley. And my wonderful childhood was fraught with terrible violence. Like that's, that's, that's the, that's your interview. Also, I borrowed my hat from Sami Zayn. Like, I don't, I don't know what, what, what this accomplished. It, it not good. Unless not good. he comes out and spears every woman on the roster next week. I don't know what sense it makes. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Is, here's the thing. He never told us the, the gender of the bully who he tried to murder for picking yeah. on his sister. Might have been a little girl. You never know. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, bro, Renee asked you one question. Why the fuck are you talking about laundry right now? What's your deal? What was the question? It was like, tell us a little about, a little about yourself. Well, you tell us shit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I had three sisters. And a great childhood that was fraught with terrible violence. <laughs> I'm like, how do you skip over like national champion, no, no, wanted to go to the Olympics, you know, gone for 10 years? What was sup he doing? With, sup with that? Gee, I wonder what he might have been doing for several of those years. Oh, wait, I guess, wait. I guess nothing. He's 16 and two as an MMA fighter, 15 and two. Mm, that's a real good record. Yeah, let's not bring it up. Nope, let's not bring it up. Uh, God, man. Oh, geez. So, man, I I don't know. Like, are his sisters coming in as a heel faction? What's the know, deal? Man. This the whole thing is that the the problem is is that from the time he redebuted until now, he hadn't spoken a single word on TV. He had one like Fallout video interview that was only on the web. That's it. So finally, he actually gets to talk, and this is what he talks about. But my major deal is that they teamed him up with Braun Strowman last night for a match against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn that ultimately meant absolutely nothing. Like, I don't – why even put these two guys together unless you're going to be like, hey, I'm big, you're big, I want to prove I'm stronger than you. Like, that's the obvious thing, why you put these two guys together – Maybe it's not a full out and out heel turn, but you can totally have like a test of strength series of matches where it'd be like Bobby Lashley wants to prove himself against the biggest, baddest dude in the company. That's a great storyline. This, I have three sisters and either I beat up people for them or they beat me up is not, not great. It's not great. The vignette was nice. I liked it. The but... vignette was very well produced and, and humanized him sufficiently. The interview, uh, not. I have watched Bobby Lashley wrestle and fight for 13 years now, and I 
now have the least goddamn clue who he is than ever before. Than ever before. Maybe Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke debut oh, as, uh, hold on, as sisters. Hold, hold on, Sean. Hold on, Sean. Wait one second. Before this is over, I said you do this. Hi, sisters. I love you. Goddamn, man. Goddamn, man. Like, what it's... was that all about? I'm going to stop this interview before it ends so I can look into the camera and say hello to my sisters. Like, act like you've been there before, Playboy. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what any of that is. Renee Young had to be sitting there like, this is the shit. Damn, man. Damn. <clears throat> Jinder Mahal wants an opportunity. Okay. So he he's gonna get it. Uh, <laughs> he's Uh-oh. gonna get his opportunity to impress Kurt mm-hmm. Angle. Yeah, he faces uh, Chad Gable. I was hoping Chadwick Betts would just shoot pin gender here, but alas, it didn't happen. Uh, Chad Gable's making that Bret Hart bump into that turnbuckle his own. He's hitting that buckle hard, man. Yeah, no, he really is. Uh, he's he's doing that really well. Uh, how much better of a story is it if? If uh, Chad Gable beats Jinder here, much better, and, and then Jinder gets involved because he still feels like he deserves it. Um, but like, but having won this match, like I know they have the backstage thing later, but still, you won the match. You're probably going to get a, a qualifying match later. You don't need this one now. Well, but if I mean, you lose Jay, this well, match. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Good lord, Jay, Gable gets knocked off the apron. Uh, he hits a flying R bar over the ropes and a moonsault press for two. Gender lands a big knee. When he hits that, it looks really good. I got to give him credit there. Yeah, sure. That flying knee looks really, really great. Hot shot and a coloss for the pin. Good old 50-50 booking. This is a pretty decent match, all things considered. Right. Uh, Chad Gable's a hell of a worker, and Gender Mahal stuck there with him. Mahal attacked Gable after the match. Backstage, Zack Ryder wants a qualifying match. I want to say, first off, Great that he's healthy and didn't really tear up his knee since yeah. apparently the turds who allegedly didn't pay James Ellsworth and Chelsea Green want to sue Fightful.com and Zack Ryder. Mm-hmm. You all can hear all about that on the list in your boy last week. But Angle's, Angle uh, reacts to Jinder Mahal, who interrupts rudely, and he wants his shot at Money in the Bank as well. Angle says, no way, bro! And then Zack Ryder legit popped when, <laughs> when Kurt Angle messed up the fist bump. It was hilarious. It was great. But uh, Jinder Mahal doesn't get his qualifying matchup. Well, not yet. Yeah, like he, he, he demand- had to earn it. He, yeah. Well, here's the thing. is He demanded to be added to the match tonight. When we already know there are going to be at least two more qualifying matches to get two more guys. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So yeah. he demanded to be added to this match tonight. And, you know, Kurt was, listen, I'm all for Kurt just dragging Jinder at any point he possibly can. 
it makes you wonder why he picked him up in the in the uh, old super shake though yeah uh but we'll see how that turns out but um yeah this was this was dumb uh i was kind of surprised that um that zach Ryder was i mean i guess zach Ryder. he for those you don't know uh he was on main event tonight so at least the people in the nassau coliseum got to see their hometown boy mm-hmm. uh the long island from the island of length uh but yeah that's fine Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler defeated Heath Slater and Rhino. <laughs> Heath Slater had McIntyre scouted. He <laughs> knew his strikes. I love that. There was this little face-off, and Slater was like, welcome back. Yep. Because you got to do it. I mean, you can't ignore it. Well, he gets kicked. Reverse Alabama slam and super kick combo. I love that. that. I love nice. That. It was great. Ziggler uh, and McIntyre are my new favorite tag team. They got some potential, man. Like yeah. this is just what they came up with in a uh, month. Yeah, on of on the fly. In like, a month, yeah. 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 Oh, this is this could be really, really great. And we haven't really seen Dolph Ziggler in a real tag team. No. No. Is, like since is, Spirit Squad days, really. I mean, you could argue, that, you'd argue yeah. the times with Big E, but not really. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily that I want them to do this, but you could absolutely show me uh, these two guys as tag champs and one of the other two as intercontinental title holder. And you could run that for a few months and it could be really, really fun of yeah. these guys competing both as tag teams and as singles matches because they're both great singles wrestlers. And, you know, I love what they're doing as a tag team. They got some great double-team moves, that's for sure. They do. Real potential. I haven't been as interested in either guy in years. More than I could say for Bobby Roode, there's never anything new out of him. There hasn't been since his first month of babyface matches. And when he debuted as a babyface on SmackDown, I was like, oh, great. I'm down for this because we're going to see new facets to his game. Well, we saw all those. It is a blockbuster, and it is a flying clothesline, and it is a glorious pose, and that's it. Yeah. No, Meanwhile, uh, Elias is always adapting and adding to his arsenal. Yeah. No. Elias, Elias is a guy that I absolutely need to see in this Money in the Bank match because I believe he will find new and fun things to do in a ladder match like that, as opposed to Bobby Roode, who I know would just be, like, hanging out. In the corner. From Double the handle off the third rung. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big spot. His big spot in that match would be double axe handle off. Well, the- let me let me put over Bobby Roode. You know, Bobby Roode, he was the he was in the first ever match out of Jimmy Van's archive, now available in FightfulSelect.com. So you can go check that out. We'll have a new one up soon. I know we're a little late on that one, but we're gonna film new commentary for for some of them. I will say Rude's corner clothesline is much better than Roman Reigns's. Uh, that Elias belly-to-belly backbreaker and a powerbomb looked great. This is a step up from SmackDown's mid-card where we see like Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy. But yeah. um, Also, I do like that the roster is trying to impress Kurt Angle into getting qualifying matches, and they bring that up throughout the show. It does add stakes, so I, I like that. Elias tries to crush Rude's throat again, but ends up just slugging it out. This crowd was dead. Drift away, countered into a scary, glorious DDT. Woo! That one's nasty. However, if I were WWE, I'd kind of prioritize long-term booking for people and characters that the crowd actually cares about and that are over. Yeah. No, it's the thing, though, is that, 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 that don't you understand, Sean, that they, they have a long-term plan. 
Um, but uh, it's a terrible plan. And if anything happens that alters the plan, that plan can't be altered. So anything that happens is like, oh, this is new development. Oh, this guy we didn't plan on getting super popular is super popular. But that can't happen. So let's figure out a way to stick to the plan, 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 planity, plan, 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 and nothing new or spontaneous can ever happen because that's what this was uh, and is all night. Um, yeah. Nope. I'm not, not a fan of this. Elias is so much more interesting than Bobby Roode. Um, and and if you want to, if you want to be technical about it, way more over. So baby face or he'll be damned. This is the guy people want to see. And he's absolutely a guy that I think would be great holding on to that money in the bank briefcase. He'd be I do he'd, too. He'd he'd have a lot of fun with that, carrying that thing down to the ring. You know what he should do? He should turn his guitar case into a money in the bank guitar case. Yes. Money in the bank guitar case is a gold mine of an idea. It's brilliant. Yeah. Thank you, Sean Ross Sapp. You're a goddamn genius. WWE Intercontinental Championship. Okay, on occasion, like if you're if you're not having fun covering pro wrestling, what are you doing? Right. And I teased on Twitter that a man that has never lost on Raw would challenge for the a t- title tonight. Mm-hmm. I didn't lie. No, it's true. He never he's never lost on Raw until, until well, he has now. Not until now, yeah. Now. Mojo Raleigh lost to Seth Rollins tonight, but before that, he had never competed on Raw. Right. Rollins cuts a babyface promo, makes the open challenge, and as you said, this is the most open of challenges. This is the openest open challenge in I history. I tell you, man, had I not known, I would have been pissed when I found out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the thing, though. Is here's the thing that, that is interesting to me and why I think the IC open challenge is something that should stick around for a while. Seth Rollins is now the guy who can have a great match with anybody. He proved that tonight. He this sure was, did. This was Mojo Rawley's best match in his career ever. Life. Best match of his life. Man. Wow. This was I mean, really good. I thought that his promo beforehand was good too, but we kind of sure. we know that his dialogue is good. We know that his acting is really good. We, we've seen that over on SmackDown. So that, that wasn't really a surprise. Rollins is a plancha, doesn't sell the injured knee. I saw Dylan Hales talking about this, too. I didn't like that. Also, I didn't like Mojo Raleigh doing the bronze spot outside the ring. Yeah, well, I mean. He's producing that. And and I said, well, Mojo doesn't have anything else. <laughs> right. Look, Mojo has done that for a while. He doesn't do a thing where he runs all the way around the ring like three times like Braun does. But he does a pounce. He's always done a pounce. That used, that used to be the only uh, thing he would ever do. So I'll kind of give him a pass on it, but I don't want to see him do it outside the ring like he did uh, again and again and again. In the ring, he's very good at it, but outside the ring, it's just it 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 calls into to mind Braun, and that's does not a good comparison. This match, you know, like I said, best match of Mojo Rawley's career, above average. We got a, an enziguri and a clothesline to the outside from Rollins. He hits a suicide dive, spinebuster from Mojo. Then he gets his hyperdrive finish. Rollins kicks out. Rollins gets the win with the stomp. You know, I write every single week at least three to four columns on the wrestling side of Fightful. Like, it's part of my personal mandate. And usually it's Fightful Wrestling Weekly. I get the SmackDown and Raw. Uh, 
reviews and podcast notes that are about a thousand words each. And other than that, it's really hard to get motivated to write about a lot of things on the raw side besides Seth Rollins, because man, that guy steals the show all the time. I don't think he stole the show tonight. The women did, but Mm -hmm. every night he's having like, he had a good match with Mojo Rawley, man. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. This is the the thing. This is why I feel like, uh, as much as we think Baron Corbin's going nowhere, if the next guy who was a challenger for for Seth Rollins' belt was Baron Corbin, uh, like Seth Rollins could get some great stuff out of Baron Corbin because Baron Corbin is better than Mojo Rawley. So, so if he got this at a mojo, like th- there are, there are no, no shortage of guys on the raw roster that are below the main event level that absolutely could benefit from working even one match with Seth Rollins. Yeah. The leader of worlds defeated stay tuned, which is what apparently Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas are now called. <laughs> I, li- I like, I like Daxel or whatever it is. That, that's fine. That's I like cool. stay tuned. I think I don't know if they're actually calling themselves that, but I love their I love their their uh, their little promo. That was great. The, these guys are really, you know, endearing. They they were endearing the entire time they were the Miz. I'd still say their absolute best thing they could do on Raw now is uh, is backing up Elias on dueling harmonicas like they did that one time. That was a lot of fun. Um, but hey, you know, getting getting beat by the leaders of worlds via double sister abigail which was it's a new finisher which i liked very much yeah sure okay let's do that but you're gonna get lost in the shuffle among tag teams when there's you know the current tag champs plus office of plane plus um uh, office of plane office of plane that's pretty much what they are these days. I haven't seen them on TV in years. They're just hanging out in the office, just drinking plain coffee. Uh, but uh, but uh, they would, would just play, just black, just no sugar, <laughs> lukewarm. Um, and then uh, uh, and then there's uh, Ziggler and McIntyre. Uh, there's the revival if they ever let them win anything. Uh, you know, like there are a lot of people that you're you're gonna be in the tag picture before Baxel. Or Daxel. Man, I like them. I think they do their job and they do what they're going to do yeah. very well. I hope the person they eventually latch themselves to is Kurt Hawkins. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm here for. <clears throat> Gosh, I lost my lost myself on my notes here. I like Graves and Cole arguing about the Woken universe. Mm-hmm. That is good stuff every every week. Nice DDT from Bo. Side effect from Matt. We get the old Ferrari tank body press from Bray Wyatt. Double sister Abigail gets the win. What do you think of this new finish? I like it. I mean, the other thing they were doing before was fine, but this actually is, um, you know, it's it's a better way of doing the you know the sister Abigail. And the 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 weird thing that where where Bray Wyatt was just lifting them into position that really wasn't anything really at all. So I, they could trade off depending on who's giving the pin. I don't know, but I like this. This was fine. Yeah, I, I liked it more than the the assisted yeah. twist of fate. We had a little reference by Michael Cole where he said, there's no brotherly love there between Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt. What did you think of yeah. that? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it was weird. Like, if, if you're going to drop that, there should be a storyline involved. Because I've, I've always said Bo Dallas – 
is the perfect like little brother character to a Bray Wyatt. There's a lot of stuff you could do there, but especially yeah. as a heel, it would have been really great because you know, been really good at that whipping boy type of deal. They have yeah. no shortage of characters that would fit the Wyatt family profile. I really thought that Jason Kincaid, Fightful's own, would have yeah, for a while. Would have been good. Shaved his head and went mini Bam Bam Bigelow, but apparently WWE likes that because they had him wrestle for him immediately after. Yeah. Money in the Bank qualifier, Finn Balor defeated Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Reigns slugs both guys. We come back from a commercial. Uh, they are taking him out. We get Marty Skrull style two sweet chants from the crowd. Balor and Zayn team up on Reigns. Coup de Gras on Reigns outside in the audience. I thought that was a smart, logical thing for these two guys to do. Yes. No, it's absolutely logical. It's also what happens with Reigns in triple threat matches. He winds up taking a nap on the outside for most of it. Um, and, and in this case, it served a good purpose, too, because whenever he did anything, uh, you know, crowd muting be damned, you could tell these people were not happy about it. N- not not at all. So, you know, get, get letting him just hang it on the outside while the two people that they would rather win – we're doing most of the work that helps your optics. Yeah, I'll talk about the booking of Reigns a little bit more at the end of this. Oh, boy, I'm getting hiccups. First time ever on a podcast. Uh-uh. That should be fun. Balor gets clocked by Zayn outside the ring. Then Balor and Zayn go at it in the ring. Balor gets like a high-velocity forearm. Uh, Coach covers for the crowd being silent by saying they're distracted that Reigns is outside. I thought that was a good cover, honestly. Uh, well, it's it's a good cover, except for it's the old "Where's Poochie?" Everyone should be talking about where Roman Reigns is, even if Roman Reigns isn't in the what ring. What the shit is Poochie? It's a it's a it's a reference from The Simpsons, Sean. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, there's a character called Poochie from one episode, and Homer says, "If from one episode, from one episode, it's a very famous episode." All, all, all my Simpsons fans out there know exactly what I'm talking about. He's, he's well, saying, I mean, I used to watch The Simpsons way back in the day. When I went to Universal, I didn't have any idea how much I would geek out over Simpsons Land. But yeah, like, because I hadn't watched it in probably 18 years. But when I went there, I was like, "Oh yeah, we're eating a crusty burger." Oh hell that's, yeah, that's going down, and it was, it was yeah. phenomenal. So I had the Hurricane by Balor on Zane, then a Sling Blade on the outside. Zane gives him some of the weakest stomps ever, but it's because he's waiting for Reigns to fly over and take him out. Then Reigns hits a drive-by. Superman punch on Zayn. Sling blade on Reigns. The coup de grace doesn't hit. Reigns Superman punches Finn Balor. But then Jinder Mahal shows up and trips him. Haluva kick to Reigns. Coup de grace on Zayn. Balor wins. So Balor's going to Money in the Bank. Yeah, sure. Cool with that. But the story of this is Mahal versus Reigns. And my instant reaction was, Ooh, motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> they think that him feuding with Mahal or wrestling Mahal will get Reigns cheered yep. instead of just making people not care. Right. Um, hey, everybody. Remember how much you loved that Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns main event from last night? Oh, boy. Um, picture it again. It's the exact same match. But instead of Samoa Joe, it's Jinder Mahal. A guy who you like so much more than, than Samoa Joe, right? Who can't work! Yay! Forgot how to do his finish one time. <laughs> That's okay, because he's got a great head vice. He's got a great head vice. Uh, and as we all know, 
it's it's impossible to escape from because his head it's in a vice. Do you think we get gender chance in that match? <laughs> no, we get a revolt. We get a full-on scale trash throwing into the ring revolt. That's what Do I you think. think Vince McMahon backstage is like, God damn it, one of them will get over. <laughs> no. No, neither. No. So like, I had a guy, and I'm not going to mention it by name because I like the guy, but he's like, oh, booing range is the cool thing to do. People do it because they're cool. This is one of the shittiest of takes possible. No. 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 Some people just don't like it. It just doesn't fit. My least favorite take of all the Roman Reigns takes is – People are still paying to come watch him and boo him. Oh my God. No, 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 no. No, we're paying to go watch the WWE because there are people who are more important to us than Roman Reigns. If I put down my money to go see a Raw taping, I'm going to go see Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens, and Chad Gable, and Ember Moon. There's there's a list of people I would ra- much rather watch. Seth Rollins, are you kidding me? Than Roman Reigns. But I'm still going to pay money to go see Raw. Like just because because Vince has booked Roman at the top of the card doesn't mean that's the only thing people care about because that's the only thing Vince cares about. That's a bad argument. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you know that's one of the other things I got. I was like, man, WWE can uh, WWE making so much money. Yeah, imagine how much more they would make if they created compelling programming. This booking is in spite of the audience. It's yeah. to spite the audience. Yeah. And the thing is, it might not change. Yeah. Eventually, John Cena became that guy that they wanted him to be. He became the crossover star. He became a celebrity. And now he's a guy that pops in and out. And he never turned heel. We never really had to have that edge to a John Cena. Maybe they feel that way. And I thought that Roman Reigns' year last year was really good, but his character was, you could buy him as the underdog because you had a guy flipping over semi-truck. But the thing is, he was the underdog, but people wanted to see him get crushed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the thing for me, why it's different from the Cena thing it's because we all wanted Cena to, to, to turn because we wanted something different. Something that wasn't just the same thing over and over again. Well, that's what I want out of Reigns, too. But, but, but to me, Reigns is, just exudes this badass edge thing where he's just, he, doesn't, he doesn't care about anybody but himself. Like, he exudes that. So it's perfect for him to turn heel. Like, that's, that's the perfect thing for him to do. It makes sense. As opposed to John Cena... Who's out there? You know, he dresses like an eleven-year-old boy. Maybe we want him to turn heel, but that's not the most obvious thing for that guy to do. With Reigns, it's like it's staring you right in the face. And there are so many perfect guys for him to turn heel on, like Braun, this guy who's bigger and stronger than he is, and who flips over trucks and everything. But he, but Reigns can't get over, or hell, like have him turn on Seth. The guy who everyone loves and everyone says is the real face of this company. But Roman says, why do they love you so much, man? Don't Did they all forget how you turned on me? Well, I didn't forget. Like, there's really cool stuff that you could do there. But no, instead, we're going to try and get this guy over by having him feud with the only guy people might <laughs> hate more than him. 
lost in a lot of this was that Kevin Owens did not appear no, during this not. match. After earlier, he told Sami Zayn he had his back. Do you think we're heading towards a Zayn versus Owens match at Money in the Bank? Of course we are, because they they can't they can't keep anything together that we like. You mean it's it's, it's well, I know, but like, but it's been a thing. It's it's been a, I guess, was it at Fastlane? That was March where they were in the the big six-pack challenge, but they were against each other. They tried yeah. to pin each other. After that, they they bonded over their shared hatred of, of Shane McMahon. Before that, they were kind of like at odds. I guess this is the thing is that they could keep these guys together forever and just every couple of months have them have a tiff, which breaks them up for a couple there, of weeks. There's no reason they shouldn't be like facing the leader of worlds. Right. I so badly... <laughs> Want to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at the Hardy Compound? Oh my God! I like that is if you're not using that. Why? By the way, Kevin Owens today said that he signed a new five-year deal. Yep, that's good. That's That's good. good. Also, that's good. Shout out to uh, my friend Sarah for translating some of that stuff. Uh, Thank you for that. But that's that's good news. And if If he ends up not wrestling after that, man, I would love to hear him on commentary. He's he's so he's and if he joins role. French commentary, god damn it, I'm learning French. <laughs> Sarah won't have to translate anything for me after that. that. That would be the ultimate heel move. Is that I know you all want to hear me on commentary. I'm gonna do it in French. Have fun. <laughs> to tell you how into raw our live chat is, most of them are talking about the NBA playoffs right now. Yeah. Playoffs. Playoffs. That was Monday Night Raw. Of course, guys, leave the thumbs up, subscribe, all that cool stuff. We have a little bit more news. Uh, Jessamine Duke, Marina Shafir, the other two members of the Horsewomen of MMA, along with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, signed today. Uh, this hasn't been a, like much of a secret. Raw. Jessamine Duke has been in and out of the Performance Center a while. Uh, you know, you're going to have people that support this. They go against it. They'll say that they got in because of Rousey, and I'm sure that was a big help. But uh, I do know that Jessamyn Duke had been training as a pro wrestler along with Rousey, with Rocky Romero at, at a seminar, with Brian Kendrick. She had worked with Natalia. What do you think of this signing? Well, WWE obviously sees money in a horsewomen versus horsewomen feud and match eventually. I, don't, I, I, I hope they don't. I don't think they will rush it or something. I think they let Marie Shafir and Jessamyn Duke, you know, learn and everything. But I think Baszler and Rousey, Baszler with her in-ring work, certainly, and Rousey with her persona are ready now for yeah. something like that. We'll see what happens with Duke and Shafir and how far, how fast they progress. Um, listen, they're not taking spots from from other people um, because they're they don't they don't tri- they don't sign people that way. They sign wrestlers. And they sign athletes who they think might be wrestlers one day. Those are two separate groups of people that they sign, apparently. This is actually from in an interview that the guy who signs people told to talk about. So maybe he's lying. But if you take him at his word, then, he, then, then they're in the same pool as Casey Catanzaro, who came over from American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, fine. We'll see oh, what these girls have, you know? That's the thing, man. Like, I had some all-time dumb tweets, and it happens any time an MMA fighter gets signed. People that were like, I'd be pissed off if I were a lifelong WWE or lifelong wrestler, and I'm like, are, are you mad at Big E? Are you mad at Charlotte? Are you mad at 
Razor and Akum. Like, and then you get the ones, well, they weren't good at MMA. Well, do your homework. Jessamyn Duke was widely considered one of the top prospects before a guy named Edmund Tiverdian. Yeah. Had a little bit to do with her. But you think about that and you, you'll hear people cite their records. And I'm like, do you know who Razar is? Do you know who Takamichinoku is? Do you know who Yoshitatsu, Bam Bam Bigelow, Alberto Del Rio, Jushin Thunder Liger, Matt Riddle, Santino Morella, Shibata, Nakamura, Suzuki? All Razar from right. the freaking Authors of Pain. Yeah. All these people, Ken Shamrock, had losses. Many of them were humbled. Many of them were downright just shitty fighters. And they all ended up doing all right for themselves in pro wrestling. Because it's a different thing, man. It's not, you know, like it's what 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 they what is it's like they're thinking that their team is signing some dude from a European league who shot 22% from the field. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they want him to come over and play basketball for their team. Like, no, that's a completely different thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's like it, what it is is if this guy who shot 22% from the field over there is somebody wants to sign him and make him into a Hollywood actor. Yeah. Like they're completely, completely different things, you know, like they're similar, but they're not the same. I had a lot of people ask me about this because I mean, it's not exactly a secret. I know Jessamyn Duke. I'd trained with her uh, before in I think 2012, our team went and trained with her. And back then I was like, you should give pro wrestling a go. I remember walking into an amateur MMA fight to watch my coach fight. And she was in the cage fighting as I walked in. And this like kind of small amateur MMA cage, six foot tall woman, she threw a kick and it looked like she went all the way across the cage when she did it. And I was like, man, her and pro wrestling, especially you got to imagine back then, this is divas era. Yeah. I was like, wow. And I became her friend. And, um, uh, you know, stuff like that doesn't affect my job. If she stinks it up in the ring, I'm going to say that she stinks it up in the ring, but I had a lot of people asking me about that. Like, oh, are you going to get NXT info from her? No, I don't use my friends as sources. That's that's a mm-hmm. weird line. Like, I consider Shane Helms my friend now. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to him for scoops about Impact. If I was talking to him about Impact. It was when the cameras were rolling and people knew about it. Otherwise, I think, man, ethically, as a journalist, that really clouds things up. But I can tell you, I have seen Jessamyn Duke wrestle and do some chain wrestling, and I was very impressed, like surprised even. I was very, very surprised and impressed. Not to say that I didn't think she would do good, because if you look at her athletically, she's obviously an incredible athlete, and I think it'll, uh, I think it will translate very well. Somebody says, can we get a FightfulSelect.com plug? Of course you can. Head over there. I've got the Q&A form up right now. I'll be taking questions. The Q&A podcast is this week. I do have that alternate commentary with Shelton Benjamin and Shawn Michaels up there. Of course, we have the Fightful Weekender podcast. If you don't know what that's all about, I have a free edition from last Friday up talking Duntaku, 205 Live, NXT, Impact Wrestling. Somebody asked if I'll talk about Dominion. I will on the Fightful Weekender podcast. Uh, Everything else on this website is free. Just go over there. Show us a little bit of love. You can get the uh, all the podcasts in the lowest tier, and then you can get stuff in the next tier up that like include books, additional segments, early access to interviews, and the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Lots of fun stuff over there. Alex, what do you have going on this week? I'm not sure yet. Uh, looking for um, wacky, weird things to perhaps 
uh, right about. I got a few things in my back pocket I could pull out uh, if need be. Um, I do want to say, um, not sure exactly what's going on this week, but um, last week, uh, if if you'd like to see some good tag team wrestling, uh, Breezango and Revival had a match on main event that was very, very, very good. Had it been on the Backlash card last night, it would have been the second best match of the night in a landslide. Um, so be on the lookout for some of that stuff if you're looking for that uh, main events episode from last week. I just want to say that since uh, WrestleMania, the Revival have beaten the club, Heath Slater and Rhino, and they won in a six-man tag. Mm-hmm. Had they won that main event match, I'd be like, damn, they're on a roll. They're on a roll, but no, 50-50 or this case 75-25 booking. Yeah. Guys, thank you all so much. Visit Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. I know a lot of you have just checked out the podcast. You don't check out the site necessarily. Make it your destination. Uh, we like to treat our readers a little more respect. We're not going to make you sit through full our, uh, articles every two minutes over stuff that's like a couple lines long. We put those in fight size updates at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern. Just go check it out. I think you'll like the way that we do things over there. Of course, we have exclusive interviews, podcasts, all that good stuff. SmackDown Live post show tomorrow night. Join me for the Holy Smokes podcast, MMA podcast, 3 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a lot of fun. Joe is flying back from Japan like as we speak. Till next time, guys, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.